Hello and welcome to the Killing Time with Arch podcast. My name is Arch Grieve, aka Gem City Dudist Priest on TikTok. And this is the show where I interview your favorite and soon-to-be new favorite TikTok stars and learn more about the people behind the videos you love to spend hours flipping through. My guest today is Matt Gibson, aka San Salinas, and he's a crazy talented rocker and fellow Ohioan from way up north in Cleveland. I've been friends with him for a while on here and been wanting to talk to him forever because he has some incredible original songs both lyrically and musically. So join me for my conversation with him about his work and more in just a moment. And I'm going to work on those transitions a little bit better here soon. But hey, welcome to the show, man. Hey, Hey, thanks for having me. I I think it was a fantastic transition. So, (laughs) Well, how's your uh, holiday season been for you and the family? It's been very good, um, very busy, as you can imagine, if you have three kids under the age of seven. Oh, um, sure. Yeah, but also, you know, because of that, it's like super fun again. So that's always good. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, so I uh, obviously I asked you on uh, today because we are friends on TikTok, but you make some uh, kick-ass music. And I, I wonder if maybe just to start off, you could describe a little bit about your your style a little bit for people. And I'm, I'm curious, too, who some of your musical influences are. Um, so yeah, my style, I would say it's like broad spectrum. It's like alternative rock, um, kind of like nineties influence, I guess is what people tell me. Um, I mean, which I am influenced by that music. So, you know, um, kind of aggressive, kind of punky lyrically. I'm just kind of, I say it's like emo music for adults trying to figure out life instead of like teens whining about their crushes. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how like I would maybe most creatively explain it. Um, and as for my musical influences, it's weird. I, I got somebody asked me this the other day on TikTok, and I was thinking, I'm like, God, my two biggest influences are like the Beatles and then No Effects, the punk band. So. And I guess my sound or my songs is probably somewhere in between there. Um, but yeah, I guess that's that's probably it. Nice. Yeah. Well, and before we get too far, too, I mean, you go by you know uh, the stage name or San Salinas, which we were talking about a little bit before the show mm-hmm. and everything. And I, I'm wondering if you can talk about a little bit about where that came from because I remember watching the video. You kind of explained it, and I thought it was a pretty cool uh, story. Yeah. So when I was starting to make this whole project. Um, you know, I ultimately it'd be cool to be a full band. So I wanted like a band type name, but also something that could, I could just kind of go by almost like a tame Impala type name. Um, so then I was reading East of Eden at the time, um, probably like the second time, I think, uh, by John Steinbeck and it's my favorite book. He's my favorite author. Um, and all he's from Salinas, California. And most of his books, especially East of Eden, is set there. And something about his general ethos or philosophy or attitude, I knew would just kind of was going to align with what I was doing. Sure. So I, want, I was just going to be Salinas. Um, but then there's some like Mexican band. So I had to go from there. And then San Salinas sounds, you know, so there we are. Nice. I like it. Thank you, thank I, is, uh, he's the one that wrote. Grapes of Wrath, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I've never read any of his stuff, so I guess I need to put him on my list there. So, <laughs> dude, you would you would love him. You would totally love. I mean, I think both 
Grapes of Wrath and East of Eden. Um, possibly more Grapes of Wrath because of your social issues that you are that you are passionate about. But East of Eden is just like just a lot of wisdom, you know. So um, nice. Well, yeah. I, will, I will add him to the uh, the to do reading list. Uh, that's oh. super that I never get through, but I will do that for sure. Yeah, it's uh, funny. Someone on, someone on TikTok, uh, I think yesterday, was like, "You're giving off major English teacher with rock and roll vibes." And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, well, I was an English major in college. I have substitute taught. Um, I like to read, so I'm like, you really, you know, I, I must just be screaming that out." So. That's funny. Yeah. We had a, I didn't know you were a substitute teacher. For, uh, that's pretty cool. So well, it was only for yeah, like, awesome. so. it was only for like two months because after I graduated in from Ohio University, I wanted to stick around for the next semester, for like the last semester of the year, because I already had an apartment, and my cover band had a weekly gig that I just couldn't leave behind. So I just stuck around and um, shit. Where's I even going with that? With the uh... oh yeah 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 so I stuck around I, I was a, a recent college graduate I'm like shit I'll just substitute teach so I would go teach these super rural like Appalachian towns and these kids would like berate me for not owning guns and they would like call me a pussy for not having weapons and all this shit like yeah I I'd go on uh, my lunch break and go cruise around for a little smoke and I come back and I'd be like are these kids giving me a weird look but it's probably just in my head. Yeah. yeah, that's oh, yeah, right. That's uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's why my brother went there. So, I, yeah, yeah, I knew that. I, I just had a very uh, probably one of the most uh, well, I, I learned you know how big of a party school it was just from the like the, the siblings weekend. Uh, one time oh, yeah. it was probably the worst night of my life. Somehow ended up in like Matt Lauer's old apartment doing jello shots and stuff. And it was <laughs> that's so was, funny. One of my, some of my buddies used to. They stayed in Matt Lauer's old dorm room when they were like freshmen. So that's crazy. Yeah. Which yeah, I mean, little, what's I that? Like, I was um, going to say, this used to be a lot cooler to say that you were in Matt yeah, Lauer's. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about all that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you don't really want to. I wonder if they still have that like signed off as like they let you know who used to live there. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, well, so. Uh, getting back to your music, you of course are an amazing guitarist, and I'm I'm wondering how long have you been playing, and um, how many different instruments do you play too? So I started playing guitar probably fourth grade. It was like right after I saw the Beatles anthologies, the ABC documentary. I was just like, oh, I want to do that. So started playing guitar then, and literally just been just like hundred percent about it since then. Um, I also played like in high school or middle school, I picked up the drums so I could play in the band. So I could like write the music for the band and I would play the drums in the band because we didn't have any drummers. Um, nice. Bass, uh, ukulele a bit, a little harmonica, piano, and just, I guess from piano, all kinds of keys from there. But yeah, mostly my, the guitar is like definitely my main instrument. And that's like what I took lessons for, for you know, a handful of years when I was a kid. I, I've seen you you play the uh, uh, the double necked guitar, and I never know like what is the because I don't know why. I guess like is it because you can like have different you know setups on the? I, I never know, understood exactly how they work, dog. So, so. so like, anyone you've ever seen, pretty much except for this weird one I have, they're always like a twelve string and a six string. 
So like that's uh -huh. what Page would do. And that way you can just play a 12 string or six string, but most people, maybe he would use both of them in a super long song like Stairway to Heaven. But I mean, it's just because it looks wild. But mine in that band, our big song had electric like guitar riffs, a simple guitar riff for the verses and then acoustic for the choruses was the main part. So I was like, well, I want to play the main parts. I don't want to play some fake part or some, you know, new part. So we got that instrument. It was actually part acoustic and part electric, and it's not a good guitar, but I tried to soup it up a bit. But yeah, it was a pain in the ass because you'd have to flip a switch on there between doing them, and I'd also have to do something with my foot pedals to switch the sound. So it was this real choreographed, everything at once, and sometimes it went well, sometimes it didn't. I originally started off using like a stand that the acoustic would be on, but then the guitar would fall all the time, and that was no good. So, gotcha. But yeah, I mean, it's a weird thing. I don't think I'll ever use it again. I just like to use that footage because I feel like it's um, cl like clickbait type stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you see that in the first two seconds of a video, I feel like some people might be more likely to be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, I think they're pretty badass. I just yeah. I never knew, like what they, you know, how. Yeah, how yeah. So I, I use mine like for practical purposes. I would want an electric and an acoustic. Gotcha. But I think most times when you see them, it's just for like shock and awe or something like that, you know. I mean, it works for both, I guess. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, going back in time a little bit, I guess. I know your your followers on TikTok probably know the story already, but I'm wondering if you can give a maybe the extended version a little bit about kind of what your you know the story with your old band that you were in and how you ended up in the new solo career that you're doing now. So, I was. Coming up in Cleveland, I was in um, a pretty good-sized band around here, like a hip-hop rock band. Uh, that band, we kind of reached like a stale point or something, and we were kind of we were ending that. And the drummer from that band, who owns this studio I'm in right now, who I work on him with my music still, he was like, "You want to try one more thing?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So he messaged this singer that he found on Facebook. The guy came out. We made a song the first night he was here, which he sent back to a manager in LA. And then we ended up getting a record deal and the song got on the radio. The first thing we made the first night was fucking crazy. Um, so then after that, you know, we started touring, doing the stuff. We had a big, a lot of success on alternative radio, alt-rock radio, um, like top, maybe it was that top 20 on billboard charts of alt-rock for like months. Wow, nice. And we were touring a lot and I was already not... So I was drinking a lot. Like I've always drank. Like whenever I drink, it was like all or nothing. Like I can count the number of times I've had a few drinks, like on one hand, probably in my whole life, you know. Sure. Um, and I can't even count the number of times I've like gotten blacked out, wasted, you know. So it's right. so there's that. So that was going on, and then I was also just thinking, like, gosh, like you know, my wife and I, we want to have kids at some point. I'm like I don't want to be in a band that gets bigger and bigger and then it's even harder to walk away. And then I'm just never there for when I'm, my kids are, you know, little. So then I kind of made the point, the decision to just, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to walk away. And I had like a real steady, like sales job working from home. So I was like, all right, this will be fine. You know, I'll make good money, all this stuff. You know, it'll just be, it'll be cool. And then the, I thought also thought the drinking would chill out, but it didn't, you know, it just, I just was getting crazy with it. Um, and after you know years of just drinking my ass off 
and not doing music or anything creatively. Like I, I got obsessed with like cooking for a while or gardening. I just kept on trying to find places like redirect the mm-hmm. creative project energy, you know? Um, and then eventually I just kind of, it was just like drinking was like my passion almost. Um, and I go balls to the wall and everything. So that wasn't very good. Right. And eventually, you know, it was just some problems. Like my wife wasn't happy about it. You know, I, I was always good when I was drunk, but afterwards I would just be mad at myself. It'd be just no good. Um, so I quit drinking totally. And then I had a few months of just like, Oh, everything's great. Everything's great. My gardening, my cooking, um, uh, you know, this, that. And then it was just like, Oh, I need to make music again. Like I barely even listened to music in all those years after I quit the band. It was just like, not really even a part. And then I was like, I want to make music again. And then I started just making a Christmas song, like a cover. And I'm like, oh, this feels good, man. This feels real good. And then I was like, I'm going to start making music for other people. Then I couldn't find the people. And I started making a couple songs. I'm like, man, this is cool. I don't want to just like not do anything with this. So I'm like, I'm going to try singing and writing the lyrics, which I'd never done before. Um, and then I was like, all right, I'm just going to give it a shot. And I just, yeah, here we are a couple years later. And I, yeah, it's, it's, a lot different. It's a lot harder. Um, there's all kinds of obstacles being my age and all that stuff going at it, but it's here I am doing it. So, well, congrats, man, on doing that. Yeah, That's a huge accomplishment in and of itself. And then, That's uh, a very long winded version of the story. So, I apologize. Yeah. No, no, that's what I was asking for. That's great. I mean, um, and I, I gotta say too, I'm always impressed with you outside of just, you know, your music, because you gotta be the hardest working rocker. I think I know. And I, I, I see all these music videos and stuff that you do. And then I'm just wondering like, where did you learn to do all that stuff? And how do you have time to sleep with all the stuff? That um, you're doing? Yeah. So the time is like, I don't know how I make that happen. It's kind of like I wake up, I'll have maybe the 20 minutes when I'm having my coffee before I go work. I'm like, you know, putting a couple, I'm like loading some TikToks up. I'm trying to get that stuff. It's always just like a rush. I'm always catching up. I'm always uh, like, you know, a day late and a buck short, it feels like. But then in the end, it's still like, it's still progress. So I have to remind myself of that. Um, I don't know. It's like some things I can kind of sit down and watch cartoons with my kids and do something on the computer or when they go to bed, I'll go downstairs or my wife's real cool. She'll let me come over to the studio to actually work on the music. But yeah, a lot of it is just arranging my, not even arranging my days, but arranging my, being very conscious of when I will have 20 minutes, 30 minutes that are, I can go do something with and just trying to stay on top of the time and, I don't know. I, I'm really good at consistency. I'm really good at persistence. And I guess at this point, those are like, and I'm just, like I said, I just go big or go home typically. So that I guess is that. And I, I don't know. I, I just had this fire in me. <laughs> I don't know. And then how, how I learned how to do it all is like, just over time, I guess, just from coming around and working in the studio with my buddy, I learned how to do all the recording shit and then all the video stuff just from making little things for my bands. Like, just small, like started off real simple. Then I just got bigger and bigger and better and better. And I'm pretty like confident and happy with, you know, the video skills at this point. So. Oh yeah. I love your stuff. I mean, cause you pretty much produce your own video or record and produce them all. Right. I mean, it seems yeah. Like- um, the last, last couple ones I've had my buddy shoot it with his good camera. Nice. So I put it at, then I'll edit it all. So yeah. 
That's really cool, man. Uh, well, I, I think that uh, uh, my favorite song of yours is actually the um, the song Supernatural Disaster. And I, I love that one. And I, I, I don't know, I take it to be kind of about how our leaders use religion to kind of push their own greed and agendas and everything. So I'm, yeah. I'm curious, like what, what inspired you to make that? And were you, were you drawn on any of your own like religious background experiences or what, where'd that come from? I guess. Yes. To all of it. Um, so it, I think it was around the time of shit. I should probably know her name. That girl who was like, she really killed her and maybe I ran for taking her hijab off or something like that. Um, all those protests maybe like a year ago yeah i'm trying to remember or no each time or i can't remember to be honest but do you remember the incident mm -hmm. yeah so that happened and i was just like god i'm like this i was so you know having the obvious thoughts about it and i started just thinking about all the things because but that was kind of just really just like strong footage that just really just like hits you like oh my god all the protests and all that stuff um so that was, you know, pulling at my heartstrings. And then from there, usually if something pulls on my heart and then it causes me to think, and then I have to write a song or something like that. Um, sure. I was just thinking about, you know, all the normal things, just like, God, like, I know for a fact all these, at the heart of it, all these religious books or whatever, they're meant to, like, explain things to people who need an explanation, who didn't have science. And then they're also meant to, like, guide people to do hopefully the right things morally. and there seems to be an effort, I think, in all those texts to like do good by and for people. You know what I mean? And then you see all these people, like the majority of people, everybody who, in my opinion, is the most outspoken, you know, waving the flag type thing um, about that. A lot of the times they seem to be the ones who have like really skewed it towards a more selfish type agenda be it money or power, or I guess they're the same thing, you know? So then at that point, it's just like, holy shit, you got all these people who are following this stuff with all that they got, and they're being misled by people who know what they're doing and are using some pretty sophisticated, like, techniques to, you know, maintain that power and manipulation. And, you know, here, everywhere, probably historically forever, I'm sure. And then, right. you know? Yeah, I uh, I don't know. It's that that's probably maybe it's just because of my own like I was going to be a youth minister growing up, and so maybe it's my own religious background because I I'm not even you know part of that faith anymore whatsoever. But I uh, so I but I think that especially when I see people like from a maybe it's just because of the you know the, the fact that I was a part of that community. But like the evangelical Christians like tend to piss me off the most, <laughs> and so yeah. and. Wow. And they're probably the ones that are most like that, I think, here in this country, at least. So, I, yeah, yeah it, it just definitely, uh, I don't know, maybe that's why it, I, I like that song so much. So, Yeah, I think a lot of people relate to it because of, like, personal experience. Like, I grew up, I guess, you know, Catholic, I guess, like, going to church on Sundays, going to, like, the Monday PSR classes. As I got older, I'm just like, you know, just a lot of the people I see in this church, I hear them say things and see them do things that are just not in line with what we're, you know what I mean? With the whole thing. I'm like, all right, yeah. so I'm right here. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that for sure. Well, um, one thing that's probably 
not condoned still, I guess, in any of those circles would be our love of uh, greenery. <laughs> and uh, yeah. um, I know that, you know, you, you talk about, you know, your alcohol addiction a lot on TikTok and everything mm -hmm. too. And I'm wondering if uh, you find that weed helps at all with the whole sobriety thing. I think it helped. Well, I know, I know it helped me like not drink because mm -hmm. at the point of like, just like drinking and smoking a bunch, like if I just had to just stop everything and like I've taken like a month long break here or there, but I remember just thinking like the thought of going of stopping all of it at once forever was just like unfathomable. It was just not something that I could have wrapped my head around. So I think I wouldn't. I think I would have backtracked into both of them had I tried to stop them both. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it definitely it helped me quit um, drinking. I'm sure, mm -hmm. and. I'm sure, you know, to a large extent, I do it a lot for the same reasons that I drank a lot, you know, whatever, be it like just chilling myself out or, you know, anxiety, what, whatever it is, like slowing my mind down and escape, whatever it is, but it's not so harmful. Sure, I'm not going to say like it's the most healthy physical thing or even mental thing to do, but I think, you know, I, I was telling somebody the other day who's asking me about, like what to do about drinking too much. I'm like, I mean, can you become a pothead? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, that's, I'm like, my best advice would have become like kind of a raging pothead for a while <laughs> and then go from there. <laughs> you know? I know. I totally agree. I mean, I, I used to, I mean, up until like a year ago, probably I was, I was definitely a heavy drinker and I've, slowed way down. Thanks in large part to my fiance. And, um, but I, I would say that weeds definitely helped me kind of, you know, make that transition to where yeah. I can just have like a couple drinks and, and be, you know, be okay. Um, but I, I wasn't sure to be honest, like, and I was scared too, you know, of like, well, what am I, you know, what, what am I going to replace it with that kind of thing? And yeah, for sure. It's definitely way better of a vice to have if you're going to have a vice, I think. So, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. For sure. I just, you know, I, I don't see, um, yeah, I mean, I just don't see it being nearly as harmful, so. Well, you know, I remember hearing someone talk, um, I don't know if it's a podcast or TikTok or Instagram or something, but about, like, the organic desire to be high. And when <laughs> they said that, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, because with life and shit, like, sometimes it's like, you just, you do want to take a, like, a break, a chill, like a reset. And there's, that's reasonable. Right. You know what I mean? Especially like nowadays, everyone's, you know, everyone's doing all kinds of shit all the time. You know, it's just, yeah, it's reasonable to do. And if it's going to be like smoking a joint, I mean, that's got to be better for body, mind, soul, family, you know, wallet probably than like getting wasted. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, mean? I, I find it helps me with my, uh, bipolar too just because like especially if i get manic i just get ramped up i can't stop my kind of like racing thoughts kind of thing you know and yeah. it helps me to just like slow down <laughs> not really not think it. i didn't know that yeah i mean like and it's a very controversial kind of you know like it's still not uh most doctors aren't like yeah you should try weed if you're bipolar because like i think there's still a fear that it can definitely like induce mania for some people yeah and, um, but for me, I've found it, it definitely helps me 
just relax more for sure when I'm manic. And then when I'm depressed, I'm usually anxious. And so it helps with the anxiety yeah. as well. So that's interesting. That's kind of like how with like mushrooms um, for people with different things, like a lot of people say like, yeah, like give it a shot. But then other doctors or other experts, alleged experts are like, yeah, we might, we don't know enough and it could totally send you down the wrong path. And it could make things worse. Is that kind of like the skepticism that the medical community would have around it? Yeah, I think it's just a lot of caution still. Although, like, I, I literally, my last guest on here um, was Dr. Mary Clifton, and she's uh, like an MD who, you know, specializes in, um, you know, helping people or treat people with cannabis. And um, she was sharing a lot of the research and stuff and how it can actually be pretty helpful. So I think that the, medical communities finally starting to come around to understand how it can be helpful which is cool that is cool and just so, think now we're in ohio so, i mean we're in ohio where it's legal now so exactly yeah so. Isn't that something did you ever think when you were like in high school or whatever that you would live to see that day in ohio i mean i wasn't gonna hold my breath for sure <laughs> so yeah uh, if anything i figured we would be going the other way but um yeah. but yeah i'm i'm happy about it so <laughs> Yeah, I definitely do it for it. So, all right, as long as it stays that way, it would be good. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I had but, my master card for a while, but that was so expensive. Oh yeah, I know. I do too, and yeah, it's. I mean, it's like you're looking at like two hundred dollars a year just to. Get well, and I mean, I'm talking about the stuff in the dispensary. Right. Yeah. That like that's just oh, yeah, like, that is super expensive like too. Twenty dollars yeah. a week. <laughs> um. Well. Um. Your song, uh, one one that I, I like a lot too, is uh, a new one that you got, uh, Hold On, which um, I know is a new single. And I'm wondering maybe if you could talk a little bit about that one and maybe the inspiration behind that a little bit, and then hopefully we could actually listen to it. Yeah. Um, so it's inspired, um, I guess, by kind of like where I'm at in my life, but also by like the Dylan Thomas poem, you know, Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night. Um, mm, yeah, you know, rage and burn, or rage against the dying of the light. I believe. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of, I've almost, I've kind of realized that all my songs that I write are almost like me writing to myself, saying like reassuring myself of something or encouraging myself of something. Um, hopefully, it's relatable. But yeah. so it's like just about the feeling of, I don't know. Like I love to make music um, and put it out there and do things to connect and all that stuff. But it's really hard to make the time and find the energy to really get it done at any level that is satisfying to me. So it's just like, you know, like hold, so I'm telling myself, you know, come on, hold on to this like fire, this passion in you, like while you got it, like, you know, this is what you want to do. Like fuck, fuck what anyone says type thing. And like, the first line of the song is just like, it's it's nice to see you, my old friend. It's been a long, 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 long while since you've been around and I don't want to lose you again. And like, that was just, it was like an evening when I was by myself with my guitar. And I just felt good about things. Like I had been like real, just like depressed or bummed out for like a week before that, just in general. And then whenever that happens, it's kind of get down like, oh, what am I doing about all this music stuff? What am I crazy? This is stupid. <laughs> Um, but then I was, you know, I started feeling really good. And I'm just like, Ooh, I'm like, I'm like, no, dude, I'm like, I'm like, this is cool. I'm like, I'm like, there I am. There's that guy. Like, so nice to see you, my old friend. Like that, you know, the passionate guy who's like 
wants to go for it and like has that fire and is like happy about it, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like that. And then just telling other people, you know, you're going to die someday. So like, what does it matter if you, what does it matter? Just do, do some things that make you feel alive and good. And even if it's not, you know, just for profit or whatever it is that we're supposed to do things for, you know? Right. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, let's take a listen. Nice to see you, my old friend. It's been a long, long while since you've been around, and I don't want to lose you again. Cause I can open my eyes and this could all be gone. Oh, I could shut them again when I get tired. Stay away for too long. The grasping for a fading eternity. people want to find you um where all can they find you either online or in the real world oh they can find me hey nice um <laughs> um on 
TikTok is like, it seems to be where I have the most success, um, but also Instagram, YouTube. Um, music, of course, is like everywhere, but go follow me on Spotify. That would be fantastic. Um, but yeah, follow me on all those sites because my Instagram is growing slowly and I'd like it to speed up. So sure. But yeah, it's at, oh, that's not good lighting. It's at San Salinas with an underscore before and after both words. Perfect. So convenient and easy to tell people. All right. And then are you going to be, uh, um, do you think, because I know, aren't you trying to get a, a, you know, like a group together up there now? Or I'm trying, well, when I say I'm trying to, I'm thinking a lot about it and in the phases of manifesting it, hopefully. But no, I mean, I'm putting, I put a few posts. I, I need, I have just so much stuff going on that it's like even finding 30 minutes to send out some texts to some people is just like, right, I got 20 minutes, don't want to post a TikTok or do I want to do this? But yeah, um, I, I got to get on that. Like, it's my goal to play live with a band, at least by like when the weather starts getting nice out again, you know? Yeah. And then from there, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know. I don't know how it all works. Cause when I was in my hip hop rock band back in the day, Iphonic, um, we would just book shows like any show we can get. And a lot of them weren't worth doing. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting this a new band together. I'd have to pay these guys for every show. So every show has to like at least pay for them. So then I have to get with a booking agent and just figure out it's, it's going to be a whole thing, but there I am just thinking out loud again. Hey, well, I mean, I, I wish you lived in Dayton or I lived in Cleveland. Cause I'd love to be a drummer in that, but uh, Dude, that would be sweet. It's just so far. I wish it was close. Oh. <laughs> I've seen you play um, drums before. You posted videos of it, and you're like playing like jazz stuff. Like you're good, you know. Thanks, right? Uh, yeah, I just I that's what I started off playing, um, and I I only like I only you know strum the guitar really and know some chords. That's, yeah. that's it. It's like all I do on that. But I just I kind of started that because I lived in an apartment for a while and I couldn't move my drum set in there. So, but oh. that's kind of my first passion i guess music wise so yeah i forgot yeah you put out that song like what like seven months ago or whatever like uh yeah it was a while yeah, yeah. uh that was I, a I, cool song yeah thanks bro yeah, yeah I, I just wanted to see how you how it worked i'd never tried to make something yeah. on my own before but um yeah. but, uh but yeah i wish uh i wish you were closer i, I would try to get in there with you no <laughs> so. you know if I, I've heard. I basically I could. I like already could have a band assembled, if like all these different people who messaged me all moved to Cleveland. Right. Maybe I could pay them like fifty bucks a gig for the first few months, and that would justify them moving across the country and relocating. I wish, man. Well, yeah. well if I ever move to Cleveland, I'll I'll be sure to let you know. So. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. cool man thanks so much for uh for talking with me and everything i really appreciate it and uh, Dude, thank you so much for having me i just want to say that like you were like the first person on tiktok to like comment or message me like man this stuff's so relatable like i love this and like keep consistently commenting on my stuff a little bit like so you're like my first like social media friend and like i really feel like i like know you like so much as like a person and like just a cool dude man you know so I, I really do appreciate you you know having me on your show and taking the time to do this with me so 
All right, thanks, man. I really appreciate that, and yeah, I've I've loved your stuff since I first heard it. So I, uh, it's uh, I'm definitely a, a big fan. So I, uh, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing you uh, in person one day. I hope soon, so whether it's on stage or, or wherever. It must happen. Awesome, man. Well, thanks again, and uh, I'll uh, I'll uh, be sure to splice that video in later on. If you need any help, let me know. I got the editing software, so. All right, cool, man. We'll do. Take care. All right, man. You too. Nice talking to you. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Yep. Bye. Bye. All right. That was my interview with Stan Salinas, a.k.a. Matt Gibson, and it was great talking with him. If you haven't heard uh, him before, I hope you'll go check out his music and give him a listen and be sure to follow him on TikTok. He's an incredible songwriter, both lyrically and musically, and that's pretty rare. So definitely give him a listen. And thank you for listening as well or watching as the show is now on YouTube as well. Uh, if you want to learn more about me and the stuff I do, check out my website at gemcitydothispriest.com where you can find out how to do everything from hire me to take you to Bosnia or be the officiant at your wedding. Either way, be sure to follow me on TikTok if you're not already at gemcitydothispriest.com. And until next time, take care, everyone, and Happy New Year.